Fables of Latour, The War of a Thousand Dragons. Featuring Quentin Foote as the Dungeon Master, Caden Chad as Corpse Paint, Christopher Wallette as Ember Waves, Kirsten Gray as Faye Walker, Knut Ellingson as Nordum Iron Boot, and Kyle Trenholm Nevet as Valorous Rochelle. Tonight, I am, I really want to kill one of you. Tonight is the night, I think. Oh, jeez. Just throw <laughs> that out there. <laughs> so like, just, talking, just talking with some of my friends, trying to explain the D&D, trying to explain you as a DM to mm-hmm. them. And it's like, he is objectively trying to kill us at every <laughs> opportunity. If there is an enemy on the field, he is, pers- he is figuring out a way to twist that dagger. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh. That sounds terrifying. I'm like, yes, it really gives you perspective. <laughs> and just That's like awesome. point of clarification, when you say kill us, you mean just knocking yeah. us down to zero hit points, right? Like not three yeah. de- failed death saves and all that stuff. No, three failed death saves. Like you're on oh, to the next phase oh. of life. <laughs> okay. Someone's gotcha. going to see your deity. Got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Welcome back to the Fables of Latour, Celestial Harmony Part 3, the final part of Celestial Harmony, everyone. Our very own and very lovely Knut Ellingson is going to do our exciting recap today. Please hold on to the edge of your seats and enjoy. Crap, I already forgot it all. Kidding. Uh, We started out uh, meeting the gang back at the tavern where half them found out they went partying, which a lot of us were mad about and had some fortunate times with some tarot cards or some bullshit. (laughs) I ended up the night with Faye hearing a whole bunch of screams from a whole bunch of people who weren't there. Everyone was confused about that. Woke up the next morning. Nordum went into a magic shop, met a lovely old man, got some stuff from him, helped him out, and then we all hit the road. Found out that we came across a big, huge, grotesque battle scene between some torment giant and dragon. Found out after talking to some three local brothers that it was a timber dragon, and half the party wanted to go hunt it down in the middle of the night for some god-awful reason. So, we all went, found it. It was dead, luckily, but also found an egg. Someone in the party, Amber Waves, took the egg, and we also found an amulet that Faye was looking for from all of her dead friends. Came back to the, <laughs> came back to the caravan, and found out a child's missing. Well, well done. So, yes. We're very like a really cheerful episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, on the bright side, we get to continue that trend and jump right on in. So, the caravan has halted behind this massive gouge in the Southern Great Road. 
Um, the rain continues to pour and keep everyone wet and miserable. On top of that, everyone was awoken by uh, Roadmaster Dutch Green and his roadmate that a young Solsta elven girl was missing. Uh, the Solsta parents had brought this to his attention as soon as they awoke and found young Bree to not be in the chuck wagon with them. Dutch has organized several search parties. He has instructed the Willow Guild to do all that you can. Uh, he kind of points you just like east to the loveless uh, lands side of the road. And he says, go for a walk. The Green Bottle brothers are going to go and head out towards the Charcoal Forest and look for any signs of life. Uh, Dez and a few groups of other civilians are going out and just kind of spreading in every which way. At which point, please feel free to uh, explore that space. Ember, you instantly uh, connect the dots and so that this Solstelf child that is missing is the little uh, golden-haired um, girl that you bloomed a flower for one of your first nights with the caravan. Uh, girls. Girls. It's always the little ones. Just twisting that knife. Uh, if this is the truth, um, then I will attempt to make use of that flower. Very uh, similar to what we did last time, but I will attempt to see if she is within a thousand feet of me with locate object. Wonderful. Smart. You know that that girl uh, thought that was just about the coolest thing she ever saw. And every day you saw her uh, since she was holding on to that flower, you cast that spell and she is nowhere to be uh, found within the parameters of the spell. Okay. Uh, It is concentration on 10 feet. So, or to concentration of 10 minutes, excuse me. So he's holding out this like tiny forked twig. Uh, and after initially giving off, um, just uh, will attempt to assist others to see if there's anything for tracks around her parents area of the caravan or something like that. If there's tiny little footprints. All right. What are the others doing? You guys just kind of following Ember? Are you going in your own way? Uh, just a question slash suggestion for Ember. It, hmm. Are you able to, like, wild shape into some sort of, like, bloodhound-esque creature and we just prack her in some capacity? Is that something you can do? Uh, Is something you're comfortable with doing? That's, I'm very good at reading the land to begin with, but uh, that is definitely something that we could consider, yes. That's not a bad idea. What I'm, I'm more good? of a tracking down objects kind of guy versus people. It's not really my thing. Right. Um, just uh, just give me a moment to think. Valorous, out of curiosity. Yes. What are you, what, what's going on with that amulet? Are you wearing it? Is it in a pocket? Is it in your room in the rent a tent? Uh, I think for the time being, it would be wrapped in some semblance of some cloth and just tucked away into like an inside kind of pocket. Brilliant. Good try, to know. Try, try, try and keep it close, close to the chest. Hopefully for the better. 
All right. Good to know. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Happy to help. <laughs> after after about a minute of like scratching, uh, Ember will turn, uh, start to shimmer and shift with like twilight around him, and he'll shift into a giant badger. Ooh. Ooh, the badger. Badger, yeah. badger, 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 badger. Uh, and they, they're, they're, they're decent for snoofing. They're pretty decent for snoofing, so. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So you can have uh, advantage on perception checks for smell if you don't already. So uh, Dutch kind of like grabs something from the mother um, that belongs to Bree. And uh, he kind of like holds it out for you to sniff. So you have like a scent to track. Badger waves. <laughs> we'll see for Perception, you said? Yeah. Uh, 18. Not great. Okay, with advantage? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, you deadlock onto her scent from this, uh, like, uh, jacket that has been presented to you. And you immediately start, like, sniffing. You do a couple laps around their chuck wagon. And then you head off towards uh, the east. Hmm. Um, and it kind of leads you through the center of camp, past the bonfire that is still ablaze, uh, with several people kind of sitting around it trying to keep warm, um, past the food cart, past the second ring of carts, and it ends at about 20 feet out there. There's like a log that is just kind of like randomly laying in this grassy uh, field. All the grass, of course, has been uh, pushed firmly to the ground as... Um, snow has just recently uh, melted off of it, and um, it, her scent just vanishes. He will, uh, Badger Waves will paw at the ground and just, like, in the area, he'll just draw a big X and go <laughs> as if, like, indicating snoofs. No more snoofs. End of snoofs. <laughs> snoofs have ended. <laughs> um, yeah. What are uh, the parents doing at this current time? So the father has gone out along with uh, Dez, the uh, big uh, sky blue dragonborn, I believe he is. Um, and the mother is kind of just like hanging around the cart, trying to be of what help she can to Dutch and you guys. Dez is a red dragonborn. Red dragon blood. Thank you. Yeah, dragon blood. Uh, I think Faye before they make their way like maybe in the midst of the chaos of people trying to organize and uh, Dutch delegating who's going where, Faye's going to take a quick look around the uh, the gash mark in the road and just look for any signs of tracks or something there just in case because it is raining, right? Didn't we end the campaign yeah, it, or the campaign the session with it heavy rain? Yeah, this is about day four of straight rain. Right, so this gash in the road is going to be filled with water, muddy water. Precisely, yeah. And um, so that you know that this is also an obstacle you guys need to overcome today is getting across mm -hmm. this road. So Dutch kind of sees you and he comes and sidles up next to you. It's a 22 for a perception if you need it. Okay, so the only tracks around here um, are pretty much uh, Dutch's and his roadmates. No tracks small enough to be a child or anything. Um, for the most part, it was the roadmates' uh, instruction to not let anyone play or like even walk around here. It was just kind mm -hmm. of a keep this area free so we can work on it and keep everyone safe. Because it, again, it is it's about a 30 meter gash across 
but it's mm-hmm. deep too. Mm-hmm. It's like several meters deep, and like you've said, it's soft, upturned mud that is now just full of water. Um, Bree didn't go this way, at least. Um, uh, badger, badger, ember waves. There's no. We run out of snoofs. What's the terrain around um, where the 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 scent kind of t- dead ends? Like, is it open plain or is it tree or open? So, so you guys are in like the edge of what is uh, the plains around here. Um, you know, Raven's Crest is kind of dead in the center. The Loveless Lands is about half plains, half old growth forest. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just coming up on the Trunkroll Forest. And then it's kind of a mixture of odd bluffs, open uh, greenery, grass, trees, just kind of a mishmash. But where her scent goes is just flattened grass. Uh, unless Nordum and Valoris or Braum, I know Caden's not here tonight, unless they have another thoughts, Faye's going to take a page from Ember's book and from earlier that evening and is going to attempt to cast a locate creature on okay. Bree again. She's not as familiar with Bree like she knows she's seen her around, so mm-hmm. hopefully that'll be enough. <laughs> yeah, you successfully cast that. And um, again, nothing pings on your uh, divine radar. And even like when uh, those followed Ember up to the end of the sniffs, the smell area, there's no sign of a struggle around or anything. Immediately does not look good. I I don't know what you guys are standing around for. I'm going to go. And Faye just walks into the... She passed the X that Ember has marked and is just going to start walking and looking. Yeah. Not so much calling out for Bree quite yet, Mm -hmm. but is listening and looking. Um, Nordum. Yes. Being uncharacteristically quiet. <laughs> I'll just wait my turn. Uh, Norm, probably before or while everyone's doing that, may want to talk to the mom and just ask mm-hmm. her a few questions. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he'll probably ask, like, has was there anything of the usual before she went missing? Was she acting unusual, doing anything unusual? No, she was just just being her regular self. She she had been out most of the evening with, um, you know, there's many other children in the caravan, and they were they were out and about playing, um, but they're all safe and accounted for. And uh, Bree came back uh, when she was supposed to, and we all fell asleep in the the chuck wagon as usual. Sir, did you notice anyone strange at any point in? In the caravan, out of the caravan, possibly even just by passing by, that gave you icky feelings. She kind of like leans into you and um, she goes, well, there's this one group. And um, she kind of explains. So there's a group of four humans. They're supposedly blacksmiths. And they're moving from Argon to Three Gates. And... They have, like, kept to themselves. They do not offer help when help is required. They do not share. They do not uh, enjoy company. They do not ever sit around the bonfire. And as a result of that, like, most of the people in the caravan either don't like them or get a sense of distrust. 
And as like a mother who is looking for answers, she's ready to kind of point the finger at anyone or anything. Mm -hmm. And she'll she'll say, well, you know, they're always out. They barely sleep. And I, I, who knows what they were doing last night. I, uh, that's fair. That's fair. And that's, that's all the feelings you got? No, no passerbys when we were... No faces that you saw in the trees or anything like that? No, I mean, I suspect Bree just went out for the washroom. And, you know, she's a shy girl, so she probably, she probably wandered too far. And I don't know. I, I mean, you know, she just gets up in the night and she comes back. All right. Well, we'll keep searching then. And then Norm will go with the rest of the group. Pretty much no matter how hard you guys search, nothing comes up. And after about an hour or two, uh, one, well, all the search parties reconvene. And Dutch orders uh, volunteers to start working on the road or a plan to overcome the road. And more volunteers to go back out searching. Nordum will go to that group of people mm -hmm. that uh, the mother was talking about mm -hmm. and kind of just heavily suggest they're going to work on the road. Oh, okay. Um, so you see right away, there's like kind of like the leader of this uh, group of, of men um, is a or sorry, is a human, long black hair um, and a very scraggly beard. And he just kind of stands up. He's tall, like well over six feet. And like, you know, blacksmiths, they're all wide built and strong. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, we don't take orders from you, dwarf. Oh, you, you see, that's the problem. You're not taking them from me. You're taking them from the Red Willow Guild. So unless you don't want to be my height very soon, you <laughs> better start working on that road. Let's go. You're probably doing an intimidation <laughs> here, hey? Oh, yeah. I'll oh, do an intimidation. Get it. <laughs> That is a 14 plus 4. 18. Uh, so he rolls a 16. And you see, he just kind of like spits on the ground. And he like waves for his uh, fellows to join him. And they just kind of like begrudgingly go walk towards the uh, gash in the road. Norm's going to watch them and kind of like <laughs> just make sure they do their job. Um, Norm, you shared... Um the words of mo of the mum with us? Yeah, yeah, definitely would have. Okay. But yeah, these you kind of watch these guys for a while, Nordum, and to be fair, it is in their best interest to get this fucking caravan going again. Um, so you, you're not necessarily surprised when you see that they are actually trying their hardest to get fucking shit happening. Nordum, while maybe we'll just kind of like ask either Valorous or Ember, Valorous because he's sneaky, Ember because he can just turn into whatever the fuck and be sneaky. <laughs> to maybe just snoop around in their shit to see if they have any Ooh. possible clues on the missing whereabouts of the girl. Faye was going to offer uh, Luna as uh, a bit of a, a sneaky sneak because most most people can't see Luna. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so Faye will send Luna off into their into the blacksmith uh, chuck wagon and uh, we'll project into, into Luna to hear and see what 
they see in the truck wagon. Okay. Luda, like, makes very quick, easy work of this. Light and nimble as they are. Luna tries to be quiet when, like, opening, you know, trunks and moving things. Uh, they can't lift anything, like, very heavy. So what, mm-hmm. you know, they can shift around and open is quite limited. But uh, it is literally just a chalk wagon full of blacksmithing equipment. Um, very minimal, like, personal items. A surprising amount, like, a cache full of what you surmise to be uh, very well-made swords, battle axes, and daggers. Okay, any any kind of paperwork, whether it's um, a logbook of orders or letters of like commissions and things like that? So you, there is like a leather sack um, mm-hmm. and it's got like a flap, almost just like a backpack and Luna flips it open quick. <sighs> Explodes. Yeah. Uh, no, she, <laughs> Luna is fine. Kind of just like going through like a file cabinet and like flicks her fingers and like looks for something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like the, Luna is under your command. So you are kind of reading everything they're reading and you can stop to grab a certain piece of paper. Um, Yes, there is a piece of paper that is requesting these items to be sold to the uh, Fires of Fell in Three Gates with the possibility of continue, uh, continuing work if this shipment is delivered and the buyer is happy. Uh, it doesn't go into detail about who is no. the buyer? No. Okay, At the bottom, not. it has the Fires of Fell sigil and that's it. Okay which is the double F kind of like neatly like intertwined with each other and then a flame behind it. Mm-hmm. Faye jumps, her consciousness jumps back into herself. Uh, well, this is interesting. They're selling weapons potentially to the fires of Fel, which from my understanding are, well, we faced them, right? Is that, that's who we faced in season episode one? Yeah. Was the fires of Fel? Yeah. 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 Thank you. It's so, um, they're smugglers in a way, but nothing to really discriminate them against slavery or anything like that or mischief in that regard either. I wouldn't press them either way, but no connection to Bree, at least, from what I can see, what Luna can see. Well, that's half good news, I guess. Ember will stop being Badger Waves. Um. <laughs> <laughs> badger, Badger, Badger. Oh. Oh. <coughs> Sorry, sometimes the fur gets stuck. <clears throat> yeah. Do you imagine a furry throat? <laughs> <laughs> it's when you're sort of you shift, you shift back. I don't really. It's it is what it is. Uh, well, um, not uh, not great, but also like you said, phase. It's not really our problem. Um, there's. I've I've snoofed I have snoofed the entire what there is to snoof so short of her doubling back and vanishing into thin air or if she sprouted wings and flew away which I try not to say too loudly because of the parents but given what we found last night not the greatest uh, well I don't think we saw her and she disappeared after we got back from the dragons no, I, I, I right and typically they are alone, but what I'm saying is a, a little... It, it would take a giant vulture to lift a child. Yeah. And that's that's not even a dragon, that's that's just a bird, which is awful, and, and like... Ugh, it's, it's 
she's not within a thousand feet, at least when I was sniffing around, so like, that's, that's quite some ways to go without a scent for child. Would there be any kind of magic DM that would mask and protect against like a, like I know in most world settings there's like the anti-scrying kind of magic mm-hmm. is there something that would prevent an anti-location like anti-location oh, yeah. creature yeah essentially there's like spells potions that mm-hmm. leave no scent trace of tracks or anything mm-hmm. that pretty much just makes you invisible to you know someone searching after you for, scent oh. for your five senses or would they yeah. even pass without a trace cover under that? Yeah. Technically, yeah. Pass without a trace. Uh, shifting into if she was a shifter, if she polymorphed, is she? There's a million different things that would yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. Like, could be beckoned by a hag. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, hey, child, I got sweet candy in my gingerbread house. Yeah. All right, so. <clears throat> It's a great hag boy. And I take it your your monocle isn't revealing anything? Uh I think yeah. yeah wander over where I was snoofing. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh there there's like a faint trace of residual magic in the spot that she was. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say whatever school is moving people around. Oh. Um it's something you're not necessarily familiar with. Uh, <laughs> Faye, did you did you tell everyone that you saw uh, Ember's father, or was that did no. you just tell him? Uh, I just told him? Ember. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, I guess Norton was probably technically at the table because that's when she offered tea to Ember. Um, yeah, you but were you were also Nosebeak. Nose deep in a book, so who if you would have? I think that might have been a whispered conversation. Yeah, yeah I think I was at the other side of the table. Yeah, yeah. sitting with Luna. Yeah, I think so, you were reading Luna. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to put it together, uh, step, 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 final set of steps with magic now, mm-hmm. like magic aura, and then no further continuation steps and magic aura. It's just spot of boo. Spot of bluff, and you're there's mm. you're not even following tracks. You were just following yeah. the lingering scent. Yeah, yeah. And there's no other kind of tracks or anything near there. There's no tracks anywhere. Know, just not. given given the the terrain and the environment you're in. Leave it to Badger Waves. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna take a long pause and like lift the monocle back up and just be like, "Yeah, it was magic," which is terrifying because she was what. Eight, nine, something like that? Yeah. I don't know, tiny. She was tiny. Um, so this might be a really awkward conversation, but... Uh, <clears throat> was she magic? We don't know. Mom and dad probably don't know. Something tells me she's not the greatest sorceress that has ever existed on our plane. But we could ask. I think that might be a really sore point, or, but um, I think we ask, and uh, I, I am at my wit's end with what to do with this, to be perfectly honest with you. And outside of stuff that we are not supposed to touch, or at least for me, it's very difficult to touch. 
Um, Valorous, how much effort does it take to um, for you to like dig holes with your um, Elemenzian abilities? Like, what's the likelihood of we just maybe dig a hole where the snoo the smells end, and maybe there's a underground cavern tunnel system for a giant mole or something? Honestly, with the mud, that is brilliant. I don't know why you didn't ask me when I was a badger elf, but sorry, fair, but... <laughs> <laughs> I only just thought of it. All right. I'm glad the awkward conversation. Good luck with your hole. <laughs> if, like... if there's tunneling underneath, it, it could be a little tricky, but as far as just digging a hole, that's relatively simple. Hopefully without collapsing anything that's underneath. Right? I mean, we could just, I guess, grab a shovel and try it that way manually. Um, it's uh, just yeah, a thought. I don't know if anything is going <laughs> to... Yeah, I know your easy way or the, hard, the, the highway, right? <laughs> I mean, we might as well try it. There's not else, yeah. much else All we right. got. You, you three, dig all. I will go and speak with mom and dad really quick. So, you three <laughs> dig a hole. I don't. <laughs> um. Well, more or less, you two watch Valorous kick a hole. Mold, his... mold Earth, I guess. Yeah, Mold Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Doesn't turn up anything, unfortunately. Uh, but you guys are off doing that uh, and you're kind of persistent at it for a while so Amber you approach um, you see the father is now uh, kind of consoling or they're consoling each other fuck no okay (laughs) so you ask your your question hi (laughs) right just we we are still searching we we have uh, new information. I was wondering if uh, Brie, uh, under any circumstance, uh, was starting to maybe bred as a, a practitioner or, or had um, a, 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 a feel of the arcane. Or I just, just to cover our own tracks, just to make sure n- no harm to what we found, just so you know. The mother is very resolute, like. No, Bree has never shown any signs of uh, magical abilities. Okay. Um, but the father? Hmm. Very just trying to kind of... Uh, he doesn't want to say it, and that is very clear. But he's like, actually... And then, like, the wife looks at him with, like, fiery eyes... She goes, no, what no, do you no, mean, no. actually? It's, it's, it might be pertinent to the investigation that if any, anything, if a spark had been seen, it would be good to know. That's all. Dad. He, he goes, well, I wasn't, I didn't want to worry you. It was just a few days before we left. She mm-hmm. might have ended up on the roof and she wasn't sure how. But I got her down, and it was fine, and we were going to talk about it as a family. But I just thought we would get to the three gates first, and then we could just figure it out together. And and, 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 and Dad, you probably thought she had climbed, right? Well, <laughs> that's what I thought, but she was very insistent that she didn't. And you, you thought it was tales of children, right, Dad? That's why you didn't say anything. <laughs> 
Oh, and then he starts to like get on to what you're. Yes, exactly. I thought she was just being imaginative. Hmm. Right. Okay. And what what weird fantastical story did she tell us? So so your wife can be put to rest that it was just a, a child being a child, Brie being Brie, right? Well, she was just playing in the backyard and and then she got she fell mm. and she she went out to lift her hands to catch herself and then next thing she knew she was on the roof and i was like of course that's ridiculous and the whole time he's just like trying to convince his wife about how ridiculous this was. of course this did right, uh, right, right of course of course and she's just like leaves <laughs> i'm so sorry man i was trying my best there i it's <laughs> Okay, if anything has happened, those traces of... I know you have to go and assist uh, with your wife, but uh, if there's anything that you can remember that triggered this, uh, is there something lingering magic-wise? So maybe it's the same, but I go, 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 go. So you, you see he, he chases after his wife, and that kind of gives you guys an answer. Um, and <clears throat> as the three of you are standing <laughs> next to this wonderful hole, that Valorous is dug just exquisitely. Um, Ember kind of is walking over back to you guys. Um, but the three of you see actually uh, the three blacksmiths and the roadmate and uh, the little uh, rogue, uh, Roscoe, the gnome, Roscoe Greenbottle. They're all mm -hmm. walking out uh, to the charcoal forest. Did I say with, with horses? With four horses? Okay, they're walking with four horses. Sorry. Um, and they're all carrying uh, wood chopping axes. Mm. All right, so probably she has vanished. I don't know the distance she could have gone, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, well, that's concerning. Well, I mean, how far can... Uh, magic's not really my thing. Like, I, I manipulate stuff, but actually, like, arcane, I have no idea. How far can one teleport, in theory, as a Please. child? So, and normally the further you're going, the stronger of a, of, a, of a thing you have to do. The more pull in the universe you have to do, the, the more you have to guide your way constellation-wise from point A to point B with a lot more ability. There are people who sometimes just have things happen to them. But... So it's she normally, literally could be anywhere, and she could just already be dead and teleport inside the ground. No, 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 no. Uh, right. Typically, not the second one. Um, if we're talking like go from one place to another, then you're talking like I don't know, with a kid. I don't know, sixty feet, five hundred feet, like within the area. Oh, I didn't. I mean, you and I couldn't. No. find her, which is so the concerning part. What is also concerning is the fact that we are on the edge of a forest. So or maybe it is a woof, oh crap, where am I? And I walk the wrong way. I mean, that said, there, to the east is the loveless lands, and that's just endless, endless sea of grass, basically, right? Like Enough to hide the kid. Yeah. Can I, while we're doing this, as uh, face panic is starting to mount a little bit more than it has, um, 
as uh, Gloom Elf, I can just cast uh, Dancing Light. Can I do like a concentrated fans Dancing Light kind of like lighthouse beacon thing, yeah. like 30 feet in the air or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to attract every all sorts of creatures that are nighttime crawlies. But you know what? Yeah. Well, we're day. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it start, if it brings a child back to us, that's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So you you cast your dancing lights to the range that you can straight up. Um, mm-hmm. It's midday now, so you're not too worried about oh. tracking the unwanted. Uh, but it's still bright. <laughs> like it's still a glowing orb in the sky. So mm-hmm. it'll do its job. I yeah, I don't I don't know what else we can do if if we if, I mean I, yeah, here's a thought. This will drop dancing lights a little bit. Uh, Ember, is do you still see the residual magic y stuff at the X marks the spot area? Wanna put those on? Is it still there or is it gone at this point? It's like barely a wisp. Yeah. Uh it's pretty, uh, not really. Um, anyone with magical items maybe just step away for a little bit gonna cast a spell magic and see what happens maybe it's just an invisibility spell and she has no idea how to turn it off um so you cast that um nothing happens except the wisp that ember is looking at completely vanishes <laughs> any kind of tracking maybe it's gone face not smart She's trying everything. She's trying everything. She's to trying everything. I will regret it. Is that what you said? No, to her credit. Oh. <laughs> All right, like, okay. So, all right. I I will. If those who are not uh, good at searching, um, I guess logistically uh, assist with getting the bridge going. I will be back in about four hours. You intend to go just aimlessly wander the forest and hope for the best? No, I aim to go towards the grasslands, but have a different vantage point. I mean, if the options are build a bridge or search the surrounding area, I pick option two. Right, but it might be easier for me. So, Valorous, you look in the trees. I guess we're on close to the charcoal forest. I'm going to go look into the open fucking expanse to the east. The best that I, I can hold it for, I can get out about two hours and that's about as far because I will have to come back, but. So do you wild shape into a avian fort? Uh, bird waves! Bird waves. <laughs> uh, Amber will again in that in familiar like uh, shimmering fashion uh, will turn it into a twilight giant vulture. Ooh. Vultures are ugly, ugly birds, but <laughs> he uh, he's not a good looking bird. He's uh, kind of, even for a vulture, he's kind of scraggly uh, and will try and like to the best of his ability because he understands that like if this fucking happened, she could have bamfed in any direction mm-hmm. uh, but he said he's gonna she was walking that way maybe she continued that way so yeah. he's gonna go f- try and find like the line of where she would have been walking before magic happened and try and fly and get up get up high so that you can see disturbances once you hit like the grass area yeah 
and uh, we'll start just basically doing like a, a diagonal pattern so that he can cover like a, a relatively large swath horizontally and deep. Yeah. And I can so, hold that for four hours. So. All right. Oh, Ember's gone for four hours. Ember's gone for a while. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to time lapse this. In that four hours, four trees have been cut down. The tops have been like planed off. They have been secured, strapped into the gouge in the road. And the caravan has started moving over. The brothers, the halfling brothers come in from the charcoal forest, having found nothing. Valorous, no matter your efforts, you also find nothing. Ember, you start to see not what you're looking for. There are a herd of deer, and they're all turned to stone. Mm-hmm. How, how far out? Like an hour, two hours kind of thing? About two hours. And you can the point like, of like turn back kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. precisely. Cool. Sick. Great. Um, and around them, there's <laughs> there's probably five left. And then there's just a bunch of like piles of rubble around. But that is what you see. It's just someone's statue garden, right? Yeah. At my height, <laughs> are there other... Um, I'll I'll swoop lower. Are there other non non deer tracks? Yes, there are. <laughs> uh, huge uh, footprints that look to be about quite a few feet apart from each other, and it looks to have six legs. But mm-hmm. uh, you see, two of the footprints are in like a uh, a fist shape, so it's like knuckle prints. Do I see a direction those go? Yeah, you're you're pretty sure it's going up to Haven's Hill. You think that's that's the the direction these tracks are going? And that's where we would hit that through the charcoal forest on the way to the three gates. Yeah, that's where you know your contract uh, was last spotted with the Stalenga. It's never a dull moment in Latour. <laughs> Ember will uh, with a giant feathery wing, just kind of like. Uh, forehead onto one of the statuettes in bird form um, and then just close his eyes for a second that's not fucking natural uh, he doesn't say that but that's what he's thinking in his head and just like sorry dudes sorry dear dudes uh, he'll also make note of as best he can roughly where this is in comparison to where we had made camp yeah and then um, start heading back. All right. So you fly back. Mm. The caravan right. has crossed the gorge. Yeah. Well, that was fast. Every, every, well, it is Four nighttime hours. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. So I'm alone at the encampment south in the dark. I don't. No, no. You, you, you make it back to the caravan by nighttime. Okay. Cool, cool, yeah, cool, I think cool, we cool, just cool. crossed Sick. the bridge. I don't think we've oh, left the area. So another night is spent, just on the other side of the road, to no avail. No search party finds anything that has to do with Bree. Dutch, in the end, commands 
his roadmate, his roadmate's Chuckwagon, the parents of Bree's Chuckwagon, Dez, and Alton Greenbottle to stay for another day. On the off chance, Bree finds her way back. The caravan continues. You guys are back on the road. You settle for a night, and at that night, the two Chuckwagons reconvene with no sign of Bree. At the end of that night, you set off, and now one of the blacksmiths is missing. Question, Mr. DM. Yes. When we uh, were looking up the strange creature called uh, Stalinga, Stalinga, was there any indication of it somehow teleporting people towards it and turning them to stone, or? No. Damn, okay. Unfortunately, and, you know, at least it's not written in the book. Yeah. How about any history of charming somebody? Ooh. Uh, charming them into stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to eat my food. I, I, I understand. I'm reading between the lines. Yeah. And um, which which one of the blacksmith people is it? It's not the leader, is it? It is not the leader. No, it's one of his okay. lackeys. I'm not lackeys. So Dutch tells you, Nordum, <laughs> mm-hmm. Haven's Hill, half a day west. We're staying here. We're going to try to find this fucking blacksmith. We will depart tomorrow morning. I, uh, does the blacksmith people, do they seem concerned that their friend is missing? Uh, they are irate. Okay. So yep. it doesn't seem like, oh no, our friend has just magically disappeared. Oh no. It's, no. they're actually, okay. They're pissed. They're pissed. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's a tenuous situation. And Dutch is like, if you wouldn't mind, Nordum, I know you have to do this. I've got four with my roadmate, five guards. Things are tense here. So try to get back as soon as you can. I um, will be quick in, quick out. Uh, And if we're not, we're probably stoned. So I would uh, quickly move on. He's like, oh, thank you for your honesty, Nordum. We will. I appreciate it. Uh, Nordum, was that a vote of confidence for us or no? I know like because it's, we, he knows that we're not going to be turned to stone, so he has nothing to worry about us not coming back quickly. So, Yeah. Are we leaving our horses here or are we taking them with us? Are we risking them turning to stone? So you can walk half a day. Ah. Or you can cut that again in half if you want to take your horses. Might as well take the truck wagon. I mean, if if, if we get turned to stone, it's not like they're going to use it. And, and you do have like an actual road. Like it's not good or great by any means, but it is a trail to Haven's Hill from here. So onward then, I guess. Aye. So you guys, uh, the rain is kind of letting up for you. It's just a light drizzle. Gray skies. It's about a three hour trot. Um, Nordum took that book out of the uh, rented tent, if it's possible. I'm assuming we can take things out of the rented tent. Yeah, absolutely. Not just a magical bound in there. Uh, And going to try to get as much information out of it as he possibly can. You discerned quite a bit. Primarily, it's uh, petrifying gaze, as it were. Its ability to turn you into stone is actually like uh for in game effects uh it's a cone attack it's not just necessarily oh. like eye to eye contact oh perfect it's for laying down like big areas 
I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Don't have to go in with mirrors. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Four legs, two arms that it can use to either beat the shit out of you with or for a greater speed. Has uh, reptilian legs, uh, sort of a giant uh, torso. And then again, quite like a cyclops head. Like even like usually like a single horn protruding right from like its forehead. Um, uh, one large bulbous eye. Mm. Yeah, as far as weaknesses go, uh, TBD. Damn it, of course. All right, everyone, uh, this is what we're looking for. Uh, so if you see in it, uh, just haul her out. Right. As you near Haven's Hill, an eerie sense of dread consumes you. Within a few hundred meters, oddly placed piles of stone rubble can be spotted. Soon, entire trees have become pastel gray versions of their former nature. Insects and bugs and small critters lay scattered on the ground like perfectly sculpted statuettes. As the small town comes into view, the amount of piles of stone increases until you spot your first petrified human, locked in a running stance as if trying to flee from something, entombed by stone. The town itself is littered with stone rubble and petrified humanoids. Of the few dozen homes, several have been smashed timbers, while others have great holes in them. And as you kind of look at these piles of stone rubble there are chunks of very identifiable pieces so one stone has someone's eye just perfectly uh, encapsulated on it another has a nose and you can tell that these piles of rubble have essentially been like chewed on and eaten and these are kind of the leftovers and nordum you knew in the book that a stalenga will mass petrify an area and just kind of eat the stone um, until all of it's pretty much been left and then it'll move on to a new area I don't like this creature yeah. <laughs> so you guys are seeing way more uh, piles of consumed stone than there are uh, frozen humanoids or petrified humanoids as it were and you know you got this contract about a, two cycles ago so it could be like the Stalinga could have moved on. It could be lingering here uh, just for a few more days. Um, but this is where you've been led to anyways. And feel free to explore this village. Very simple uh, mortar and timber homes, uh, straw roofs. Um, there's a big hole in the town square for whatever reason. A lot of small uh, garden patches, um, nothing growing yet. And you even see like there's livestock that has been frozen, like there's pigs and goats and chickens that are just perfectly encapsulated in stone. Do we get the feeling that these uh those that get petrified are like they're they're dead, like permanently, or is it like an exterior kind of shell kind of thing? You're not entirely sure. Um, you you could give me a history check or an arcana check if you'd like, That's even a nature check, those. really. Yep, got it. That too. Sarcasm, everyone. Sarcasm. Uh, 
that that is that is that's 10 uh let's see the highest i got is plus two so 12. so th this is interesting because turning people into stone is actually an ability that few elementsians elementsians have actually been able to achieve and on top of that you know that these people have lived hmm. so it's reversible maybe Perhaps. So it, it, it may be in our best interest to not disturb any existing statues. There, there may be saving them still. Maybe if we kill the beast, maybe it will reverse it. First, we need sense. to find the damn beast. Hey. Uh, Nern will slowly move up and kind of like just yeah. check the houses. Just like slowly open the doors. Mm -hmm. Prepare for anything that hops out. Yeah, yeah, so do, do the same. We, we know we know this thing is large, right? It's about the size of a small cabin, yeah. So probably not hidden in the buildings. No, Norm's more or less like kind of just checking to make sure there's nobody trying like hiding still. Gotcha. Who would be stupid enough to still hide after it being here for two cycles, but and there are a handful of buildings here that are actually large enough to house um, the monster you think as some of them have like clear holes that this monster has just ran through one side ran and come out the other kind of, kind of. Thing, yeah. yeah and it's still standing it's been raining a bunch shelter yeah um, and notably as you guys kind of walk in there is a large pond um, as you kind of enter the north part of town and you see it's being fed by a decent sized river that has a, uh, a surprisingly impressive stone guard tower that looks much older than the town that is built around it. Mm. Um, and it has a water wheel attached to it that is still spinning. Nordum, as you kind of start opening these doors, you don't see any signs of life. Um, obviously, these are just homesteads yeah. of, a, of a farming community. Lots of people are frozen like as they're exiting their homes. Um, maybe some are just a few feet away from their homes. As you kind of get into the center of town, there is a lot of them. Um, but you do see quite a few also like trying to jump into the pond, trying to run into the tree line around them, but nothing alive. Okay. And you said in the center of town there, there's this big, huge hole, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're welcome to investigate that. Um, doesn't look like it's big enough for the monster to fit in to um but it is kind of curious okay uh norm will go up to it and kind of look down it to see kind of what exactly is going on so it's uh pretty easy to decipher or to tell what it is it, it was the town well mm. um but it looks like it's been eaten so like the stone walls that you know are built into the well um, and that stick a couple feet out of the ground have just been like chewed and gnawed on and it's kind of collapsed in on itself. All right. Better than what I was thinking. I thought it was going to be like another portal to the underworld. <laughs> Not portal, but hole to the underworld. Yeah. Snortum is relieved by that. <laughs> um, uh, Valors is going to continue investigating kind of the, the southern sections of the town. Sorry, where? Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, you see um, Valorous, um, interestingly enough, people are kind of running uh, away from this end of town. As in they're running northward, trying to get away Co from the south? Yeah. Correct, yeah. Uh, foolishly, I will continue southward. So you see what you see. Um, 
more homestead, more farms. Uh, some of the trees are a bit bigger here. And again, the trunks, the bark, the leaves, the branches, all of it has been turned to stone. Um, a lot of the bushes around here have been turned to stone. Random patches of grass just look like sculptures. And then you see that there is a sizable hole in the bottom of this uh, watchtower. And again, it's one of those very atypical uh, guard towers with the, uh, you know, the square parapet on top. And it's kind of an oct octagon shape. A few uh, windows on each floor. And the watchtower hasn't been eaten besides like the hole that's in it? Yeah, correct. Odd. Yeah. This this thing might like living in its food kind of thing. Maybe that's why it hasn't eaten the guard tower yet. So I'd be careful about going anywhere near it. Well, I mean, you say it's weird, but as someone who can appreciate the convenience of life, having your home and food at the same place at any given time, that sounds pretty convenient. Yes, but like... One wrong chomp of one wall and your food is collapsing in on yourself. I mean, if you're... It, I, I don't think the stone falling on it is going to really bother this uh, creature of ours. But I'll happily be wrong. I mean, okay, say you lived in a house of steaks, right? And you ate a steak and a whole bunch of steaks fell on top of you. I personally wouldn't be too happy about it. Just eat your way out. Problem solved. <laughs> Can I get, get four perception <laughs> checks from everyone? You get too full. I mean, my passive perception is 23. Do I still roll? Oh, yeah, I, I have crazy passive stats. Sweet mothers. <laughs> With my bonuses, I'm still lower than Valorous's uh, passive. So 22 for me. And that was a good roll. <laughs> well, I rolled 19 plus 8, so 27. <laughs> and Faye and Nordum? 19 for Nordum, 17 plus 2. Uh, what time of day is it, sorry? It is uh, early afternoon, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, so not great. 11. Okay. All three of you, minus Faye, unfortunately. <laughs> stone uh, shifting inside the guard tower. <laughs> um, so do, do you want me to try to collapse the guard tower? Is that, is that what you want me to do? Because I, I am almost positive it is inside there. All right, so yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, let's let's drown it in its own food. Uh, I, I guess elementsy and bending shenanigans try to just. Fine. Well, can I see inside the tower at all, or is it strictly obscured? Like, is it's there that any classic, like, ooh, darkness beyond the veil? You cannot really peer inside. Some movement. And uh, somebody come in with me and maybe help spot so I can see. Try to find some foundation to uh, destroy. Because uh, I, I am not too keen on just walking in there. Can you, can you just not take a wall out from the outside here? Well, I could take a wall out. It's not going to do anything. Uh, if if best buddy Valors is asking for help, Faye is going to ask for help. She has no idea what the heck he's talking about. Like, sure, I'll help you. What do you need help with? Because yeah. she perceives mm -hmm. shit all. 
need help opening the door to this giant guard tower? Yeah, <laughs> I can open the door. Is that what you're looking for? Hand on the doorknob. You know Yank. what? <laughs> Erupting earth shenanigans try to just destroy a piece of wall. See if it does anything. Okay. Uh, give me a wisdom check, please. Uh, that is uh, not great. That's a 14. Couple pieces of, of like uh, brick from one wall just kind of like rumble and fall down, mostly around where this large hole is already formed. And you're kind of embarrassed, to be honest. Very grand display movements. A couple <laughs> yeah. of sto- stone bricks fall out. <laughs> this is the most structurally sound building I have ever come across in my life. I, is, I cannot break this. <laughs> the craftsmanship is just amazing. Awesome. That's very impressive. Yeah, the then. craftsmanship you, amazing. <laughs> you, you, you're telling me that's <laughs> you're telling me that's the, the, just the fancy dance you did is all you did. I'm telling you what I'm telling you. Leave it alone. Oh boy. Um, I just, I Why are we so even... concerned? Like Faye will go and reach for the door. Oh, there's no door. There's no it's, door. Sorry, it, I no, had to really hole. use the bathroom, so I missed some of this. <laughs> quite all right. There was a large hole. Pretty much the size of the beast you expect. Um, and beyond the hole, you can see Faye um, mm-hmm. through the darkness is mm-hmm. just like the base or the base of uh, a guard tower. There's odd boxes in there. All have been smashed to bits. Quite a bit of stone. Um, Sorry, yeah. is this the guard tower then? Like this space? This is right here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Now I'm understanding what I'm seeing. Okay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like- walk over here uh, okay so in in your reading did you happen to come across uh like clearly it enjoys eating stone but any sort of behavioral habits like lured out of the building because i personally don't want to go inside that tower i i mean it just it just said it likes to turn places into stone and eat on them for a while then move on to the next one i mean can anyone climb up to the top of that tower? Because that is more of a valorous question. Because <laughs> I mean, like, we could tie some stone to a rope, dangle it in front of the hole, and then surprise attack it when it pops out. Absolutely not. I am oh. not. Uh, how about, can, I, can I smoke it out? Do, do we think it's, it's a living creature? I must breathe. I'm sure everyone would appreciate smoke. Or I could try and lure it into the open, and the rest of you can hug the entrance, and so when that comes out, you'll be behind it. So maybe you don't have to look at it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, just like, but I was thinking we could lure it out with its food, like stone. Right, but that also requires us to be on top of that tower. Whereas this is much quicker and we can probably catch it off surprise. I mean, couldn't you just like turn into a bird, fly up there and then we'll give you one end of a rope, tie some stone to it. I I was just thinking. It's, there's no guarantee the stone is going to, we don't know if it's hungry. Whereas what I'm saying is I would piss it off. Sure. Works for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Um, on that uh, twenty-two perception, can I see somewhat into? I'm assuming this is the tower. Right? Can I see somewhat into the yeah. hole? I know it's it's dark in there, but just generally into the hole kind of thing. Yeah, you have no problem looking inside. Um, same thing as face, just kind of dark basement. Um, a lot of broken crates, stone rubble. Mm. I will wait for them to get in position. All right, move your minis where you'd please. Ember is currently mm. kneeling in the middle of the road, uh, just closing his eyes and praying. I'm assuming <laughs> the hole is like somewhere over here on the... Yeah, I'll draw a hole. Gotcha. Um, it's like, yes, no, yeah, you nailed it. All right. Oh, shit, that's wrong. Hole is in there. Normal size right up beside it. Have his axe at the ready. All right. And with that, we will go into our break. Shit. Suckers! There we go. Hello again, it's Quentin Foote, your Fable Weaver. We wanted to remind our fans that if you can't get enough of the podcast, well, you're in luck. Latour is actually based off a fantasy novel series, The Vendavar Saga, of which I have written, and you can own the first two books now. The Mighty Vendavar and The Siege of Shadow are set ten years after The War of a Thousand Dragons. What's even more exciting is we offer the Mighty Vendavar on Audible, narrated by none other than our very own Caden Chad, aka Corpse Pate. He produced and read the audiobook, complete with music and sound effects to truly immerse you into the story. So why wait? Go and read the first chapters on Cue It Up Productions and see how these amazing stories inspired our podcast. Available on Amazon now. Hello one, hello all. We truly hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review The Fables of Latour. It goes a long way to growing our community, and to put it plainly, we just love hearing from you. So thanks again, and as always, we'll see you in the wilds of Latour. Yeah, she feels real bad, guys. If she sees a ghost of a little girl, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. (laughs) Like outside of her like bamping to a different plane of existence that's like the mm-hmm. only thing we didn't touch on mm-hmm. listen it's either that or magical or she's bird. in the void and I just have magical to use the bird. magical bird magical, magical bird, bird. <laughs> what, what did the ambulance do again we don't oh, know god we don't know yet what well Valorous knows smiley face <laughs> Yeah, but he's not gonna tell. Kyle. Goddamn <laughs> cat. Yeah, mm. What do you want from me? <laughs> it was Don't disclosed in, in the session that I was the, the session of fun times with tarot cards and stuff. It was touched on. Was it? Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah I think, I think um, Amber knows yeah. too, to be honest. Yeah, Amber um, was there. It was touched on. Apparently I missed that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um but Luckily, that is neither here nor there, as we are back. And the party is attempting to pull a fast one on the Stalenga. So, Nordum and Valor um, have gotten into strategic positions. Oh, Faye, Faye. Feather, too. Feather. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, where would you like to be? Are you just good there? Behind a rock? Yeah. Behind a... Where am I? Over here? No. Uh, uh, well, uh, well, before everyone parts ways, uh, Faye is going to cast um, Enhance Ability at the fourth level, which kind of hurts me, but that gets everyone. Everyone being everyone minus Caden, since Caden's not here. Um, and she's going to give everyone... Bears Endurance, which right. gives Pretty advantage cool. on on Constitution saving throws, nice. and everyone also gets an additional ooh, nine temporary hit points. Nice, nine temp points. Hell yeah! Nine yeah. Temp. So this blue dot on my mini tells me I am concentrating, and then I will. I might be on... Is the bridge is still intact here on the map? Yep. Okay. I might just hide behind this, like, post. Like, okay. whatever you want to call it, and structure of the... of it, and that's where that's where I'll be hiding. All right. And so, Ember... Yeah, Nordum? Uh, did Brom come with us, or are we saying Brom stayed with the caravan? Yeah, Brom is somewhere. Okay. Fodder, really. He's doing shady <laughs> drug dealer things. That's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If I see Brahm, I'll tell him to stack up on on the door. Okay. Uh, we'll say he's stacked up on the door. <laughs> if I remember to play Brahm, who knows? Mm. And Ember Waves is sitting there like a hot piece of meat. Uh, Ember uh, has reached into his um, his bags, one of his mini bags that he has. He's pulled out a small piece of uh, phosphorus. And he's kind of has it on the ground um, directly in front of him. Um, and he's going he's gonna to take a deep breath. He's going to target um, as much of a midpoint as he can see in the tower, what he thinks is the midpoint, as far as his vision will allow him to go. Um, and he will just take a very small uh, arcane sort of uh, comes up from within him and a little black dot goes to the tip of his finger. He'll put it on the tip of the phosphorus, and he'll yell out loud, Be gone from this world. Uh, And I'll cast Wall of Fire in the tower as black flames begin to lick up uh, within. So if there is something in there, it has to make a dexterity 16 saving throw. Uh, on a failed save, it's going to be five to eight fire damage, half on a success. And I'm going to have the I'm going to have it like just past the entrance with the the damage side facing in. Right. So you, <laughs> I love it. You cast that's that spell. Okay. Uh, you fill the first floor of this tower up with black flame. You are unsure if it has caught anything. I have no idea. Yeah. And now I need everyone except Ember to make dexterity saving throws as the top two thirds of this tower are pretty much exploded. It erupts and this massive beast stands atop the first floor and shrapnel of this tower is sent everywhere. And I need Nordum and Valor's to make it with disadvantage because you are at the base. Oh, fuck. oh, I don't like that at all. 
Don't I have something for I rolled really well for damage. I'm pretty sure I have a thing. You know, I don't like the size of that mini there, Quentin. Yeah, I can not find a mini, so it's just a weird thing. chunk. Oh, Jesus Christ. I want off this ride immediately. That is four C's pick is what that is. For those are, who aren't on a normal 5x5 five five in which we're seeing our tiny little minis, this is uh, 30 feet long? 40 feet long? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's got some got some broad shoulders. <laughs> it's about 30 feet long and about 20 feet tall. Ugh. So, sorry, it was a, a dex uh, saving throw for to take half damage or something? Uh, well, let's go. Let's get the, let's get the numbers. Um, you do have disadvantage, you and Nordum. Three. Nordum got three. a three. Oh, oh no. that's not nearly as impressive. That's a 19. 19. Okay. Um, that's still really good. Uh, Valorous, you are... And Faye, what did you roll? Uh, 18. 18, okay. So, Valorous, you are struck in the back. I have evasion. Okay, nice. So you can take zero. Oh. As I'm you just struck. kind of nimbly <laughs> avoid this strike. I roll with the impact of the stone. <laughs> Nordum, you are uh, swished. Oh, uh, no. Thirty-eight. A very sizable chunk of stone oh. falls on top of you. I really don't like this ride anymore. Faye. Yeah. You are struck for half damage. And can you try? I, you'd have to make a concentration uh, check. If you have advantage, I lost that die forever. I have advantage because I'm a war caster. I lost that die forever. <laughs> I went rolling I my off. table, guys. <laughs> yeah, I rolled in a let's constitution, right? When you're doing a concentration thing. Yeah. Or you just, oh, really? Uh, not intelligence or something? I don't know. Constitution saving throw for con maintaining concentration on a spell is either DC 10 or half the damage, whichever is higher. Oh, nice. That would be the 10. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's, uh, I did succeed. It's uh, the, the, the 13. All right. We will now roll initiative. I, it looks super wounded though, right, Quentin? It looks super wounded, right? <laughs> yeah, it looks awful. It's already yeah, bloody. It's breathing sure. very heavy after just yeah. that huge display of strength. It's now winded, uh, right? And we're going to 19. This is it's, a good yeah, time. It's, super, it's a new condition. It's winded. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I like winded. It is a good time oh, to roll a natural sick. one, guys. Let's get oh. that out of the way. It's You know what? It wasn't an attack roll. You're good. It wasn't a yeah. saving throw. Yep. That's so, why it's out of the way. There you go. Hey Kyle, guess what I'm busting out? Uh, my, my, I don't my, know. I'm immediately concerned. My white jade dice. Uh, Last time I busted these guys out. Bad things happen. We're actually dead, huh? Ugh. So I'm just gonna let my my turn of combat out of the way, and I'll just start drafting another character. For those of <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know what dice those are, we all died to zombies at some point. <laughs> yes. I rolled poorly on his initiative, though. Excellent. It's initiative. So. Valorous, you were going to lead Hello. us. So we know it likes to eat stone. It does all sorts of petri uh, petrifying shenanigans. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm going to attempt to pull some of that river water, and I'm assuming it's a, it's a creature that enjoys stone. It's not going to enjoy getting doused in icy cold water. All right. Uh, for context, we're aiming for a freezing sphere. Oh, cool. Erosion. <laughs> yeah, rolling for erosion damage. Uh, that is a 21 on the wisdom check. Uh, nice. So you're going to successfully pull that ending <clears throat> attack. Uh, okay. A frigid globe of cold energy streaks from your fingertips to the point of your choice with the arranged, where it explodes for a 60-foot radius sphere. Each creature uh, within must make a constitution saving throw. So I'm just going to drop it on like the <laughs> square of the back of the creature. Okay. And he needs to make a con save? Yes. He good at that. That's a 19. Uh, what is my modifier? That is, uh, I'm going to assume that he yeah. succeeds. Yeah, he does. It would be a 16. Yeah. So on a successful, he takes half damage of 10d6. Ooh, jeez. So 32. So 16. 16, yeah. nice. Call it 16 cold damage. 16 right. eroding cold damage. Ooh, get eroded. <laughs> it gives a great shiver. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell I clearly did not uh, enjoy that antics. Okay, okay, understood. And I will burn a point of key for ready defense as my bonus action. All right. Or patient em defense, excuse me. Ember waves. Ember waves. Uh, okay. In initial look, is this thing anywhere close to the fire? Or if like I if I maintain concentration on this, will it m might it hit it or no? Is it well? Can above you move the flame? The flame? No, so that's why so, I'm asking. Like probably yeah. not affected, eh? No, no. He's yeah. above, just a floor above it. Floor above it. Okay, going right for it. I will cut it. Angle the phosphorus up. Go again. All right. Uh, uh, dexterity saving throw on his part. Uh, it is a DC 16, so it's not great. Well, his dex isn't great. If it makes you feel any better. No, a little bit better. Oh, uh, that's a 19 minus 2. Okay. 17. So he still succeeds. He's going to take half damage. Uh, and this okay. is flames. So 12 flame damage, 12 fire damage. 12 fire. Yeah. Oh, and now he looks almost more intimidating because the water is like melting and steaming off of him. Delightful. I've made him more intimidating. Other side. As this is happening, Ember is going to. Uh, he's just going to call out. You sluggish, disgusting beast, uh, and will begin to back up. All right. Uh, I'm going to get 15 feet. Uh, half my movement. That's good with that. And uh, point of order, I'm concentrating on the spell. I'm going to close my eyes and try and listen. Okay. That's it. All right. Ember now takes a dirt nap permanently. Uh... So, Nordum, you've yeah. been struck hard. And yeah. to be honest, we'll flavor this a bit, that if you weren't wearing your iridinium chest plate, you would just be dead right now. You would 100% be squished. Oh, well, fine. Jeez. But this thing is not pinning you. 
basically it was like a carriage sized boulder hit your back and you were just thrown to the ground uh, Norm is gonna immediately stand up and use his lay on hands for 29 points to get him back up to back up to full health okay. he is going to get away from the wall a bit and probably do his bonus action for yeah shield of faith to give him an extra two give him a bump give him a yeah. 22 to <laughs> armor class you fucker god <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be his turn i think she'll all right be, yeah shield of faith is bonus action perfect it is going to use a legendary action at the end of your turn oh lovely Oh, great. Best legendary actions. Shut I up, love shut it. up, shut up, shut great. up. <laughs> oh, we are okay. so, yeah. Uh, a dirty 20 does hit you, I believe. Oh. No, no. As does. the petrified human standing right beside you stiffens straight up uh. and clobbers you in the back of the head with their stone fist. Ah, uh, okay. It has control over them. It great. can control them? Huh. So you take 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. We should have broken all the statues. <laughs> and another con save, please. Okay. For my concentration. No, concentration check, yeah, correct. Uh, I, you know, was thinking I was okay, and now I'm immediately sweating, guys, but I succeed on that check for a okay. total of 16. All right. It is now its turn. I'm good. Nordum, Valorous, constitution saving throws, please, as it angles its bulbous eye at you, and you do have advantage. Yep. Uh, I have the dodge action readied because of key points. Does not work <laughs> like that, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like your hustle. That's some, hot, that's some solid hustle. I'll give him that. Yeah, it was. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sorry. We have advantage. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We have, uh, yeah. That was constitution. Oh, I, well, the first roll was infinitely better. That's a 17. I also got a 17 plus four, though. Oh, total 17. Show off. <laughs> 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 to be fair, my first roll was a one and my heart sunk. <laughs> but mm. yeah, my first roll was a third, a 15, and the second roll was a four. <laughs> You guys just barely overcome this. Okay. And it jumps on you from the second floor. Oh, dear God. Oh my and okay. it brings its two uh, upper arms down, the ape-like fists, and pounds the ground. Valorous, now you have your dodge action readied. Yay! As it makes two attacks, so one for each of you. So I rolled a 16 and a 19. Well, it's a good thing the six unless are those total values or no, is there modifiers? Are, those are raw dice. So it's Oh, oh god. <laughs> Twenty-one and twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that, that hits. That indeed that does connect. Which, which are both for him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well it would be twenty-one. Because it was disadvantage. So yeah. yours is coming, Nordum, don't worry. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. My, my AC is 19, so that, that is going to make a meaty connection. Okay, so that hit is 3d8 plus 6. And Valorous goes flying into the nearby cottage. 
So you take 23 points of damage. Oh my god. As your back just hits this stone uh, chimney that you guys are next to. Jesus Christ, all right. Nordum. Yeah. It only rolls a nine (laughs) with its second fist, so you are safe. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Bay Walker. Uh, It ended its turn there? Deck saving throw. Four. For the wall uh, of fire. fire. He's still on okay. the flames. Is he still? Uh, he, he's still on the ground now, is he? Yeah, because he's. Oh, he, he jumped out. He, he's in the he pen. Down. So I guess. Yeah, gotcha. it's more like. Okay. This. No, that's fair. I did you know, on the map. But it didn't yeah. look well. Granted, he's also massive on the map. So yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's uh, my my yeah. bad. Sorry. No worries. The fucking statues can move. They can do shit. <laughs> Good call out, good call out. Yeah, calls out as she rubs the back of her head that's been clocked. I'm going to try something stupid. I don't know if it's going to, I really don't think it's going to work, but we can try. Um, I'm not going to leave the stone statues um, melee, so I won't hopefully evoke a attack of opportunity here. Yeah. I just need to get a little closer, and I am going to attempt to cast blindness on this Stalinga, so he needs to do a constitution saving throw DC 14. He's probably really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That is a 14 plus six. Okay. Um, Yeah, he succeeds. Uh, Bonus action. I would like to, you know, just, oh, well, it's within 60 feet of me, actually. I'll I'll toll the dead. Slam my sword and shield together to reverberate. Deathly gallows sounding drums or something like that. And they need to, this, the, uh, wow, I can't talk, I'm so stressed. Um, the statue and the Stalinga need to make a wisdom saving throw 14. So the statues are immune, but the Stalinga. Absolutely will. And it's a con save again? Wisdom. Wisdom. Because wisdom isn't great. But these dice are hot tonight. Minus Things two. So you rolled, to hear. <laughs> you rolled a 14. Uh, you, the Selenga will take full damage. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't taken any damage, right? Oh, yes, yes, I yeah. suppose. No, he has. has. He? Oh, he has. Oh, yeah. so that rolls, that changes from a d8 to 2d8 to 2d12. So it's necrotic, right? Yeah. So that'll be uh, no, that's not great. Fourteen necrotic damage to the Stalanga. Yeah. Still good. I oh, there's there's another statue there. Of course there is. Yeah, there was two there. Perfect. All for right. me, I love that for myself. I'm gonna risk some opportunity attacks and take a couple steps back. Okay. A 19 and a 23 for the both of them. Mm-hmm. I don't like this for us, guys. So that's 11 points of damage from one. Okay. Oh, and 11 from the other, too. Okay. Bonk. This is... Yeah. Ouch. So hard. Yeah, oh, geez. everything's under control. Going exactly as we uh, planned it out, right? Valorant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just kind of getting the wind knocked out of him, and he just flung back from a giant... Eight fist 
pounding into him. Uh, he, he's going to try, try to leverage the flame that Ember has created. He's going to attempt to just ring the flame around the creature. Mm-hmm. As he uh, attempts... <laughs> Well, exactly. Yeah. Pull, pull it off and just fully swirl it around his body. Good team combo. So let's have that wisdom check. Oh, that's not... Well, it's plus five. 22. 22. Yeah, you're going to pull that fire over. Okay. It will get Sorry. probably half the damage that Ember rolls usually. Uh, so it's really 5d8. So let's just go 3d8. I mean, if, if it's me doing it or if it's Valorous, I don't... The damage yeah, is the no, damage, no. right? Yeah, damage is damage. That's perfect. The Valorous, you're fucking searing. You're, you're searing some Stalanga steaks for 18 points of fire. Ah, <laughs> uh, great. Fantastic. Uh, I will use my movement. I will hop over the little uh, wooden fence here, and I will cr- try to create... A little more distance between myself and the Stalinga <laughs> because yeah. that thing hurts real bad. No kidding. Um, uh, uh, yes, Faye? Story. Um, I meant to say this earlier. Uh, Faye does have some potions of minor healing that she snagged from the Red Willow Guild. Um, and she would have distributed one to each of everyone at some point in this travel, but. I didn't say it, so you can rule it that I didn't do that. It's up to you. Oh, Faye, you forgetful. I know. <laughs> it, it was, I was your going... intent, but you took one, so you only had four left to hand out. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Valorous, Ember, Nordum, and Faye would have one. Okay, well, that's good, good to know. It's what? It's a minor healing? Minor, yeah. So that is a, a, a 2d4 plus 4. If you allow it, Fable Weaver, I know I didn't say it, so... No, you absolutely go for it. Thanks. And then I will shut up until the end of my turn. (laughs) It is going to take another legendary action. So I need Nordum, Valorous, and Faye to make constitution saving throws once again, please. Advantage, guys. Well, with the advantage, it's uh, a virtual... Uh, natural 20 for a total of 22. Me oh. too! <laughs> natural Not 20 today. for a total of 22. <laughs> okay. I cry. Nordum. 13 plus 4, so 17 for Nordum. Nice. Nordum, you you, you beat it by one. Twice <laughs> in a row. No, I... But well done. No, I did uh, last time it was 17 plus 4, so... Oh, nice. It was uh, Valor yeah. said that did I got the 17 by the freaking yeah. skin of my teeth. <laughs> Alright, Ember. You currently don't Oh, yeah, you do. You should have line of sight on it. Unlike its tail end, anyways. Remember, we'll try one more thing before going to final plan. Um, plan B. Uh, he will call out uh, Valerius Water this time, uh, and he'll hold his action with a drop of water uh, just for a second. Um, the action is going to be uh, if the thing begins to move in the direction of Valerius. Mm-hmm. He's going to tidal wave directly in front of Valorous to try and shove it. Yeah. Sounds good. So you're holding your action, essentially? I'm hold, holding action. Uh, tidal wave at third level. Okay. With those triggers. And I called out to Valorous that water was caught. So. so what I do is entirely on me. Understood. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but you do notice that the flame... Actually, no, I technically don't have to break concentration on this right now. Do I? No, Tidal Wave is not a concentration spell. Nice. 
All right, Iron Boot, you've got this thing standing over you. It is breathing heavily and just waiting for you to make your next move. I'm assuming it won't understand common. Uh, you <laughs> it don't. probably doesn't talk, right? No. Okay, so because I was going to maybe try to command it and make it not. We did agree that it's a it's a monstrosity. So yeah. Doesn't seem like it. Okay. Uh, the norm's just going to do a good old axe attack. And we just that's... ruined his meal. He's definitely launching away. Yeah. Uh, 17 to hit. I just wanted a snack on their tower. They keep running <laughs> yeah. at me, but my eyes are screwed. All right. So, I so 17 seven... is its armor class. I'm going to write that in there now. Oh, Perfect. Okay. It has a very stony exterior, as you could guess. Yes. Uh, and Nordum's going to be doing two-hand attack with his axe. And so he hit for both turns. Uh, that is going to be a eight and a six. And then he's also going to put, uh, what do you call it, smite into them. at Two paladin things. Yes. Uh, so another 1d8. Fucking my dice are everywhere. So it's going to be a total of 28 points of damage. Yeah. Big hits. Big, 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 big hits. Yeah. All right. I'll just be slashing right at its chest slash belly, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. In between its two or four legs and two arms area. It is going to use a legendary action to have people move not quite reaching ember hey <laughs> hey valorous you nimbly duck out nimbly. of the way as this one comes to you Faye, that's a nat 20. you're gonna uh, hate me i'm so sorry sentinels oh you're gonna drop it aren't you yeah i yeah. luna swains out and messes with this stone yeah. statue it'll still hit it just won't be a crit so that's nine points of damage. Um, and it is its turn, Nordum. You are done. Yeah, that'll be my turn. Okay. Because uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm, yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, the radiant damage didn't do extra damage, right? It, it's it not, not immune. You know. Or, I mean, weak. Vulnerable. Too. Damn, yeah, vulnerable. That's what I was looking for. Damn. So okay. that is uh, a three and a 25. So it was going to hit you once with its fist attack. Uh, so 16 points of damage from that one as he just clobbers you in the chest plate. Pew, 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 pew. And it is going to position itself a little over here. Valorous, Fey, and Ember can all make constitution saving throws now. Uh, that advantage is a real godsend. Mm. Yeah, and I've been rolling to maintain concentration on it real well, so that's good. Oh, 21. Not today. 18 for Faye. 10. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <sighs> I was focusing on my spell. Yep. And sorry, Norton. So. No, Norton was yeah. not involved. He's okay. kind of standing over you. Yeah. Um, so Nordum, 
Or Ember, you feel it in your feet first. Mm. You can't move your legs. I am. And feel a little numb. A, yeah, a little numb. A very mm. heavy weight comes over you. And the stone just starts to consume your skin as it rises up you. And the last thing you see is Faye and Valorous valiantly preparing to strike this Stalenga once more. Mm-hmm. And you are encapsulated in stone for now. Okay. Faye, with your passive perception, you look over your shoulder to see if Ember is unfortunately a victim of this petrifying gaze. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't think I have the ability to do anything about it right now. How far away is this guy from me? Back. So far away. Okay. I will take a swing on this stone fucker in front of me with my oh. arcane. Mm-hmm. Also, just so you guys know, I'm I'm not playing him, but I'm adding damage for Brom. Oh, okay. Nice. Is Brom doing good stuff? Is he putting in putting in the work? Yeah, he's trying. Great. <laughs> he's doing some stuff for sure. He's there. Yeah. He's participating, you know, it's fine. <laughs> awesome. Alright, Faye, you strike this yeah. stone uh Does a twelve hit it. It does I not. You yeah. think you're very close though. Okay. And you hit it, like you managed to hit it, and a big crack kind of forms up its arm bonus action what i would like to do is sacred flame the stalenga so he needs to do a dexterity saving throw okay please and thank you uh that's a five total uh well he fails it doesn't take a lot of damage eight eight radiant damage valorous uh boy um well, now that he's got the stupid little minion thing on him, he's going to double unarmed strike, attempt to crumble this dumb little statue. 16 and 12. Uh, the 16 hits. Ah, some damage. Ha-ha. Uh, takes seven points of magical monk fist damage. And you see this thing just, like, crumbles in front of you. Perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. So now gonna use my movement and i'm gonna close the gap and try to get so is is it beside the tower or is it like crawling inside the tower as it's moving around so it's between the tower and the building that you and nordum were at and nordum is still at currently okay so it is Uh, on the ground i'm gonna close the distance a little bit and try to position myself to the right of the creature so it has to look at either nordum or look at me kind of thing yeah uh, do I have anything for bonus actions? Um, yeah, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do a, a flurry of blows. I'll do two two more unarmed strikes. We'll see if I can punch this dumb thing. Uh, 17 plus uh, 6, so 24, and I think... Oh, so one attack's going to hit. Okay. For seven more monk damage as I punch it in its forearm or something. All right, well done. You definitely think it's starting to look uh, bloodied. And that is it for me. Ember, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do currently. On my token, I selected that I was a stone tower because yes. that is what I've turned into. That is my turn. <laughs> I love it. 
Nordum. I uh, just going to do the good old hacking and slashing. Uh, one hits and the other one's a two, so that doesn't hit. Uh, and that's going to be seven points of damage. And then I'm going to Divine Smite it at the second level this time. And so seven, 14, that is 22 points of damage. Well done. That hurts. All right. So it's going to take a legendary action to take an extra attack on you because you just dealt 22 points of damage on it. That is a 19 plus five. Ah, damn. So only uh, 15 points of damage on that one. Is it a non-magical attack? Uh, it is a non-magical attack, yeah. Is it bludgeoning, piercing, slashing? One of those? It, it is bludgeoning. <laughs> so half of that. <laughs> I got resistance. Yeah. You <laughs> say I... only a 15, like that's not a big deal. That's still a pretty yeah. big <laughs> deal. That's fair. Uh, Keep up um, that too. You two can have opportunity attacks. It Absolutely. Towards... Oh yes. Hey. Why? I'm just. I'm. I'm just attacking its um toy. His true toy. It's fine. This is where I die, guys. Uh, potentially. <laughs> Sorry. It's if if it meets, it beats. Right. Seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, going back. I'm gonna seven again, and I'm gonna do another binding smite at second level or third. Yes, yeah, second level. Which would be 21 points of damage. Okay. Paladin single target. Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like it rogue. is looking rough. So it blows past even uh, Faye. So you can have an opportunity to attack Faye. Oh, no. Okay. Finish it off. Uh, it's Do a 24 it. to hit. Okay. Uh, 12 damage. 12... Flashing. Okay. I chop its leg off. It dies. It rolls over. It has six hit points left. Oh, motherfucker. And it's going to dip dip potato chip. With Ember. It's going to eat you. Swallows Ember whole. Oh, my God. Swallows him whole? It regains 30 hit points. Guys, I'm, I am juicy. You gotta <laughs> give him that. <laughs> what does that mean for Ember? Is he gone? Uh, I mean, we'll find out. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe I have to fight Ember. my way out of acids, I don't know. <laughs> Ember is chewed to a rubbly mess. It turns, using a legendary action to try to freeze all three of you once more. 20! Natural 20. Plus 4. Oh. This is this, this this is fun because I rolled a fourteen. Smile. Uh, to, to, total fourteen. Faye. That's a thirteen for Faye. Oh no. <laughs> Faye and Valorous are turned to stone. Oh my god. So uh, Brom is riding the creature, stabbing it relentlessly. I'm sure. <laughs> Nordum, you are the only one still standing with Brom somewhere in the background. We can add him into initiative and I can play him. Uh, I'm going to call it and assume that my concentration is gone. So Nordum, you no longer have 
advantage on constitution saving throws for bear's endurance. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I could still be concentrating. I was frozen concentrating, so maybe I'm just perpetually concentrating now. All right. Uh, All right. you're up. Norm's just going to charge it and attack it. All right. Oh, my God. He doesn't have much else he can do. Uh, that is a 14 plus 5 and 11 plus 5, so only one's going to hit. So, Brom charges right next to you as you both just charge this thing. Mm-hmm. So take it with advantage. Ooh, perfect. That's a 15 plus 5, so a natural 20. Okay. So, that is an 8. And a 5. Uh, I got one more second level spell slot, so I'm going to use Binding Smite, or sorry, Divine Smite for that one, and I'm going to use Divine Smite first level for Okay. My other one. Oh, some of them are not as high as I want. Uh, so that is 29 and then 36 points of health or points of damage. You drop <laughs> it to a clean zero hit points. <laughs> it's like an awkward standstill. Valors <laughs> and Faye. You slowly begin to regain concentration. No. <laughs> Alas, you are one party member short. Please explore that space as the handful or so of civilians turn back into their former selves. Norm's going to run over to the rebel of Ember Waves. Yeah. And probably going to try to piece them back together. I, I'd like to think Valor is trying to trying to move with any sense of urgency where the, the stiffness in his bones, he's probably just going to just fall and struggle to move for a little bit. They will, like Valorous will feel the stiffness in in her bones and muscles. Um, but like strug- struggles to push past it and will make her way to uh, I guess where Nordum and Ember is um, are and she will help Nordum piece him back together as best as they can is his um his metal arm stone as well is less of ember left than there are of the other stone piles of rubble. Um, you think when it comes to those, the Stalenga is being a picky eater. And this was something the Stalenga needed to keep surviving. So he just kind of consumed most of it. There are the odd pieces left, um, but there isn't much. Um, does Faye have any experience in her field medic days of petrification and ways to go about it, she knows that this is well beyond her scope, really. But maybe somewhere in like the books that she's sort of read and maybe just listening to other stories, maybe people have faced other creatures of similar design to hear so, something. 
the long and the short of it is, and Balorus can attest, if it is a fully intact petrification, then there are ways to go about it. But you do not have that. Um, Brom comes over and kind of puts a hand on your shoulder, Faye. He doesn't say anything, but just sees you guys trying to piece Ember back together. And what you do stumble upon, Nordum, is Ember's petrified starry eye. Nordum probably still thinking he might be able to do something. Might might run over to the creature and basically just like start hacking at its like throat and belly area and just try like find any more pieces. Kind of getting to the the pile of rubble, he's going to drop down to his knees and he's just going to try to pump. He's going to try to pull any and all available life energy and just dump it into Ember Waves kind of rumble pile. See if it can just do anything. Maybe it's because you haven't had enough training. That's probably what you put your doubts on. You think if if you knew this better, if you were better, you could do this. But of course, it does not work. Yeah, that fully tracks. Yeah. Valorous, can't you like, like grab all the stones with your the, the bending and and put them together? Can can't isn't that something you can do? I I bend the elements. I'm not a sculptor. Well, like stones an element, right? Ground of it's it. And Nordum, as you're hacking away at this Stalinga, with each strike, more and more sparks start to skip off your blade. And this thing turns to stone itself. Now it has died. Norm will probably just like fall to his knees and just sit there and somewhere. It's... Is there, um, because normally Faye sees an Ammon leading a, sp- a soul. Onward, is there anything showing up? We will save that answer for next episode. As I would like everyone of our listeners to stay tuned as we're going to do something a little different and have some table talk for the last half an hour of the game where we can talk about Ember, his backstory, fun times that we had together. Thank you for joining Celestial Harmony Part 3. We'll be right back. Chris, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? Yeah, it was you, a beautiful you, ending. You are saying oh. I'm sorry. You started this episode with I'm going to fucking kill one of you guys. <laughs> there is no sincere apology from you at all, good <laughs> sir. No, 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 I've no. had like... Statistically, it was bound to happen. All right. On safe, a lot of us suck at those. <laughs> I've been like homebrewing my first legendary monster for like two months now. I've been waiting a long time. It went very well. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you had fun. Is that the um, word? And of course, corp- oh god, we have to explain this to corpse paint. Ah. Oh. oh yeah, corpse paint. 
Hey, he's gonna yeah. love this news. He's gonna love it so much. Well, you know, it is what it is. So. <laughs> yeah. He's on. Yeah. I mean, he he knew the risks leave, of the road as well. So go go leave that to our uh, guildmaster. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> He's just going to sit there beating himself up. They lost one of his first member of his guild, basically, that he's been in charge of. And he's going to drop that on him. Yeah. And get a little corpse paint now. In the battle of me versus you, I pick me 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> Valorous is a selfie son of a bitch. <laughs> Anything, uh, well, uh, fuck this, it's completely, like, well, I guess table talk, whatever. Where would Ember keep stuff that's important? Like, stuff oh. that he wouldn't carry on his person in, in case of being on the road and losing stuff? Like, would it be on his cart? Would it be in your room back at Red Willow? Probably wherever the egg is. The two daggers, uh, one that Nordum had carved, would be in his left, uh, his right boot so it was quick access the dagger of immovability would have been him in his left um well and i don't know what kind of equipment is salvageable if there's anything salvageable if there's anything it sounds like you're just a pile of rock outside no. of outside of that um you're talking a grew up very poor keys he wouldn't hobble his stuff away he grew up in a in a life of using his wild shape to investigate into other people's dirty laundry so he doesn't place his things down. Um, no. Well, that makes sense. I was thinking more like a journal, something we can like investigate the most, into. The most, the most you would get within regards to Ember having any ties back uh, would be back in his room in Red Willow. He would have a um, a tracking of celestial constellations. Uh, a lot of it seems very like late night fever induced of uh, trying to draw connections because again, as most of you understood, like he didn't claim to be a religious person. He didn't understand where his powers came from uh, and he wasn't really willing to turn back to his own uh, past nor other outside religions to um, delve into that. Um, I'll give you guys kind of what I gave Quentin when we started this as to what a little bit of his backstory was. And you'll kind of understand a little bit more of his motivations as well from that. But this would not be in his journal. Um, this would be uh, a lot of it just internally that eventually may have come up, but... Alas and alack. Being a keist, uh, he actually surprisingly didn't come necessarily from woods. He actually came from a smaller town that was wood-bordered within the Forest of Silva, just to the west of Latour Lake. Um, more of a stop-off point than an actual merchant area. Um, but, you know, is what it is. Um... Let's see what else I gotta. I have a few notes here that I may or may not have taken at times. Um, what you didn't write a ninety-page backstory for him? Actually, not uh, not ninety pages, but um, if if anyone is wondering, Chris is usually the type of person that would have 
every single detail of his character plotted out. Yeah. (laughs) To his credit. Um, We do it out of love. We tease you out of love. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, so coming from this small place, uh, he didn't actually necessarily feel a connection to the forest. Uh, He actually felt a connection to travel due to the stars, which is eventually where he ended up. Which which stems from the the trial of the twilight is that what you trial of the twilight. So yeah. the he started at a young age, starting to feel connected in areas beyond because the forest left at home here, whereas the idea that gods and other entities could extend even further beyond just you know being on the world kind of thing. So he started trying to explore that, um, and then unfortunately his parents guided him into what they thought was sort of a right path, which was the Trial of the Twilight, similar to, uh, for those of you who enjoy the Witcher series, similar to that, just you don't come out big and strong, you just come out connected. Um, Problem being is that at the time, the parents, um, Alton and Talia, uh, didn't necessarily, I I don't know what you had for them, but uh, at the time didn't necessarily know exactly everything within regards to the extent of Sarenstrom and what the intent of this. So he underwent these things several times. Um, He got to the seventh one, something bad went wrong, which is why his left eye and left hand are all um, off, as it were, or sorry, were off. And then eventually after he healed up, um, mom and dad had left and he was 17. There was just the symbol of Sarenstrom. He tried to do work as much as he could, but he was 17 and incredibly scrawny, uh, and now with a bum hand. So he recognized his abilities of, hey, no one, no one wants to look at me. No one chooses to look at me. So I'll use this to my advantage and my wild shape, and I'll start hiring out for getting information off of people. So while druids are typically more wisdom based, he was more of a somewhat budding PI ish. Um, because no one looks at the spider on the roof to be listening. Yeah, it's kind of an awesome uh, take on druids. Yeah. Fell in love when he was young, as all people, well, not all people, but a lot of people end up doing, um, but didn't necessarily uh, support that lifestyle and realized how very quickly with, you know, he's not the smartest, but he is relatively wise of like, oh, this could get people into trouble very quickly. So uh, called it off out of protection and started taking navigation contracts as much as possible and then eventually realized he's for whatever reason getting pulled to the west with um his uh, his discs his little black uh, constellation discs uh and that is where he and i i'm i don't know if caden's actually revealed how we met so i'm not gonna go super deep into that because that is part of his his backstory as well but well, that is where he, ember he talked about like uh you guys or somehow you saving him from an ice giant or ice what was it ice the hoarfrost yeah and he so, did talk about that okay so that any anything beyond that i won't really go yeah. into uh but up until that point yeah so Ember wandered through the Force of Silva for a bit, uh, kind of just getting guided wherever he could. And then uh, ended up coming across a Kintar. Uh, and while 
you know, the the idea of like dwarves and dragon bloods sort of idea, the Keist and the Kintar, uh, natural natural foes, but having been abandoned in his own wounds, uh, he could not do that to someone else because he know he knew what it felt like. So he stayed and said, you know, I will help you get through this. And after about a month, uh, they were able to travel and. That's how him and Corsbait ended up setting up their little wandering, uh, wandering detective shop, as it were. A little wandering detective shop that reminds me of Ernest. No. <laughs> hey, Ernest is fine, and you're gonna all see him. So. Yeah, but who's yeah, but- gonna talk to Ernest? That. Sonya. Who's gonna so. give Ernest <laughs> slender apples yeah. now? Uh, Crans <laughs> uh, or Snark, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. If he gets back to uh, Red Bull, so. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank thank you for bringing an amazing character. Yeah. Did Did you have any inspiration for Ember there, Chris, or kind of? I like, and you guys can kind of tell. Uh, I generally like playing characters that not not from a stats perspective but from an intent perspective go a little against the grain of what they're supposed so like druids are supposed Mm -hmm. to be this in touch with the forest and this that and the other and so initially actually me and kyle were having this conversation uh when we were chatting about uh, potential character ideas i love the idea of a druid that wasn't connected to the forest wasn't connected to nature but Mm -hmm. to something else and so i was trying to think as to why a keist wouldn't be in the forest and so the first two ideas that went to mind were one was more positive, which is Ember's, which is he wanted to wander. And when you look at all the, the subclasses of Druids, um, uh, what is it? Circle of the Circle of the Moon or Circle of the Twilight or something like that. Circle of the Moon is the one where you get crazy strong beast things. And I was like, yeah, OK, I don't want to, you know, and I saw Circle of the Twilight. And uh, I think that's what it is. But um, Circle of the Stars, I think. Circle of the Stars, that was it. Yeah. Uh, and I love the idea of the star map. And when I read that, I yeah. was like, oh, Navigator. Uh, so it was either that or a Wildfire Druid. But that would have oh, led to a... Right. Uh, that would have that would have led to a uh, you were banished for a reason kind of thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't necessarily want to go that story route. I'd like it to just be he can wander a little bit. Because he wants to. He wants to navigate the stars. Um and then like gave it a not, little. Yeah, not only does like the the circle of the stars work flawlessly with someone who wants to like wander and explore, but like the the visuals you often brought along with like using like the uh, discs. Yeah, like the discs, and like you would always create like these star patterns. It was just like very yeah. visually appealing. Well, and then. Uh, I, I, I like that idea as well of just this, you know, what what is arcane supposed to look like? Is it always this flashy thing or is it this, you know, um, I like the idea of a fairy fire where you 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 twinkle mm-hmm. and not not necessarily Faye twinkle, haha, <laughs> Faye Walker, um, <laughs> but uh, but you, you you twinkle like starlight. And that's that's why it gives people advantage. And I was like, OK, that's a neat idea. And then when we were just or going through the idea of like, okay, Trials of the Twilight. Okay, his parents, where's he getting his power? Well, you know, it's it's from the stars. And I'm like, well, you can, there's other things amongst the stars that aren't nice as well. So 
his constant talk of like, oh, the void and why his his he was slightly off on his left hand side is because like the trial went wrong. Trial went wrong for a reason because they reached out and something reached back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the idea of that being the connection through of like, okay, yes, you get your your magic from some level of divinity, but in some way it was slightly, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily the way that the God would have wanted it to happen, but he's still trying to do good as best as he can. He He's not a good necessarily person. He's He had his negative moments as well where he was uh, torturing people with regards to the infestation of just like, tell us where the fuck this thing is kind of thing. <laughs> but he's also 23, young, naive. He doesn't know himself. Oh, so yeah. he will go to those places and then he'll feel bad about it afterwards because he's never done it. Right? And okay, yeah, you're playing a druid with relatively high wisdom. Yeah, wisdom doesn't necessarily mean that you'll stop in the moment, especially when you're young, you're fiery, you're hot-headed, you have this little combination. And so that's why when you asked to like, oh, how's the arcane, how's this, how's that? I wanted to describe it as twilight, as associated to the nighttime as... Because it's a pretty image anyways, right? Like, oh yeah. Which it is very interesting because as a gloom elf, Faye is very attuned to the nighttime, right? So, which is hilarious because me and you did not discuss we, our characters whatsoever no. before we talked. No, and no, like, no. Well, yeah, my eyes look like this, like the uh, like yeah. the constellations and stuff. I was like, well, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, I do find that intriguing, and I know when uh, Corpse Paint and Ember first came back after their little jaunt to three gates um it was so briefly touched that you went you guys went to space and that is something that Faye and um i guess we all sort of know now like her husband um they dreamed of that so and it was just Faye had no idea how to bring it up and she was also very jealous that you got to go and you're like ah, it was a, I, that we were there and then I don't know how we got there and then that's it and then there was a door and then we're gone and then we're here so it's very yeah I just find it intri- intriguing <laughs> I feel like Faye and Ember still had a lot to talk about maybe yeah. we maybe will still have a lot to talk we don't know True resurrection is a very high power spell yeah, and, and I don't got that. Of, no, there's not much. I was I was looking in, you know, because we're I all mean, players. Wasn't and it Ember's, like, Ember's like celestial mommy, like not actually mom, like, like painting a picture yeah. for Ember and the future. I'm like, no, you can't die here. I got plans for you. I invested time into you. Uh, I did not expect that from you, Kyle, and that nearly killed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. Do any of you have any questions for Ember um, before he shuffles off this mortal coil? I mean, like Faye asks for a lot of the spirits that she sees. Does he have any unfinished business that would help him move along? And that's the other thing, like, do you think Ember's spirit is tangible for the caretaker to take? Or is it because he's been so steeped in this, like, twilight power from beyond the stars that his spirit is going elsewhere. 
I the unfortunately uh, Faye the second one, and I think it's because again he was touched by something that was out there, mm-hmm. and that that connection, whether he knew it or not, uh, would not necessarily require a fairy ship. I don't necessarily know if there's a piece among it, but it is what it is. There's a silence in the void. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrifying to think about. There is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because when when Faye asked me if an Ammon shows up, I had the idea, or the thought anyways, that well, I'm not necessarily sure that Ember's spirit would be attached to this world. Um, I don't. I don't think it would be. Not in yeah. totality. He's young, and I think the the trials would have been enough to mm-hmm. push it elsewhere. So, Valorous, Nordum, curious about anything? I got more question for you, Mister Quentin. Uh, oh, God. Was there anything that his backstory that you already planned didn't get to, or like any? She's following us right now. (laughs) (laughs) That that you can like tell that won't spoil the rest of the story. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, like his dad. So like his dad, uh, Alton, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Total brainwashed. Did not abandon his son. Brainwashed Um, was what? Sarenstrom. Sarenstrom. What's in Sarenstrom? Bad people. Ah. Bad people. Bad people Sorry. of all kinds. But fan- fanatical people, we'll say. Yes. There you yeah. go. Okay. Zealots, ah. as it were. Um, oh. And his mother, he was born to to Keist of that we knew. And that keeper that you met, and this this honestly comes back to those who have read the books. The keepers are very powerful beings from outer space. And you know, it's it's <laughs> She she is the the mother of the soul that is currently inhabiting the corporeal it's, form, as it were. Mm-hmm. Essentially, and celestial yeah, and, mommy. There's a reason yes. I phrased yeah. it like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> what a what a phrase! Wow. <laughs> but basically, I was I was really looking forward to a big redemption arc. I had hoped with Ember, his parents, pretty much coming together mm-hmm. to fight. You know, those who had split the family up for so long. Um, that was where I was hoping to go in the end. Um, still happen. It could still happen. It could, I, One way or another. Hold out, hold Minus out hopes. The ember. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I also really like the idea, and I'm sure we'll find a way to put it in there, but I like the idea of Ember becoming uh, a celestial body. Like, you look up in the stars, and there's a new, like, Orion constellation. Yeah, a new constellation. Oh... Ouch, um, my feels. Which I think would be a beautiful permanent, um, you know, uh, site in Latour. I think that would be a cool way to honor that anyways. Something we can explore more. And, and the ramifications that come along with that too, right? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, but, so yeah. there's a new... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean new? <laughs> um, um, there, there was... Several amazing things that Ember Waves brought to this campaign, two of which Slender Apples. <laughs> there would be no Slender Apples, apples without Ember and, and Ernest. <laughs> um, 
I also loved when uh, Ember was decorating the rent a tent with uh, moon lilies, and it turned out that Faye had tattoos of moon lilies. I just thought that was really cool. That was another yeah. like yeah. This another, was another moment where I didn't talk about it with you. Yeah, <laughs> we were just going through, and I was looking at like the top fifteen like night blooming flowers because I wanted to initially like keep some of the nature intact. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, yeah, moonflower. That sounds nice. And I said that, and you were like. What? <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, and Faye is covered in, in tattoos and uh, the moon flowers uh, significance to her um, is the, those were the flowers that were in her wedding bouquet. Mm-hmm. So she forever has those on her on her person and so was very touched when she saw them because she um honestly tries to keep that wrist covered like it's her left wrist that's mm-hmm. that has the cuff and she keeps it covered as much as she can because it reminds her of too much pain so mm-hmm. but seeing a real flower was just like oh shit well no this is a sweet moment kind of thing yeah now so. did did ember have any plans for that dragon egg he had yeah that's a good question uh, which is back in the rented sense. Um, I mean, he, he did tell you, like, it was more, it was a, for Ember, it was a respect of something that was defenseless that in the end he knew inherently was good and would provide with the proper nurturing would be able to go thrive and provide good to others who were lost along their way or maintain some semblance of balance uh, within forested areas. Um, so while a timber, you know, a timber dragon was within the, um, the forest that we were in, and it's not that far off from the, you know, the three, three cities, it's, it's not just cause it's a dragon, you know, just, just because you're you're you you may look like something doesn't necessarily inherently mean that you're evil or less than or weak or whatever kind of thing. So his intent, what his intent for that was to um, find the appropriate individuals, especially if we were eventually you know forced to Silva kind of thing down the line, um, or even. Uh, any sort of semblance of, of a massive forested area outside of Red Willow where it could make its own home mm-hmm. um, but not be negative. Um, I, good luck to the fires of Thel trying to find a fight a fucking timber dragon that uh, mm-hmm. appropriately now guards the area kind of thing. Uh, you want to be telekinetic assholes, um, <laughs> enjoy sports. <laughs> Come meet my dragon. Yeah. <laughs> But not not in like a oh I'm gonna control it, but in like yeah. a live live and and do what you will. But you at least deserve a chance to to be who you'll be. So y'all could do with that information what you want, but because <laughs> <laughs> I know Amber did tell us that, but I wasn't. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe he had his own secret little plans. No, no, he, he didn't say. But Ember was very much. Uh, straight shooter if he told you something he meant it um there was one time in the campaign that he lied and i have uh 
with with all the roles and, and conversations with Quentin, I'm actually very proficient in deception. But the only time he lied is when he saw his dad, and he's like, "I need to give an, another name right now." Well, I got I got one good final question, which you might could just be very vague on. Uh, do you have any characters that you've already created that you're planning to bring in, or? Any ideas? So, and this this is this is actually funny because uh, for our listeners, um, everyone knows I, I typically have like a million things planned and all cool ideas and stuff like that. I don't. Oh. oh. I don't have anything written. I don't have anyone planned. I have no idea. Hmm. I will if if it's okay with you, Quentin. I will. Uh, We'll leave our listeners, uh, which I think is a good parting gift with um, the words kind of match out uh, the letter to Rosie that he sent. Ah, oh, yes, please oh. do. Uh, Ferris Rosie, uh, I will always keep firing these into the dark, hoping that one day luck in the styles may guide one of these to find you. I don't know what to say, to be honest. You are one of the first people to show me true kindness, let alone the idea that someone in this world could, um, well, I miss you. I know this life is not what you wanted, nor the line of work conducive to ideas of the future. Just know that I am safe. I am trying to do better, and I know it may be misaligned with the fortunes and favors of the stars, but it's because of you. If you aren't mad with how I left, please, I would love to hear back from you. Again, uh, and even just to know how you're doing. It takes solace in knowing that when I look to the moons and the night sky, it is the same visage that you may gaze upon as well. And trust you are doing well and successful with your business. With all of my love, crossed out. From your favorite keys, crossed out. May the stars guide you. Ember waves. We hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates. <laughs>